Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it is Tuesday. Time for the Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, and as always, we bring you the sage counsel of business masters to help your career and your business. Today's episode is entitled, Taking Your Company Global, uh, and to help us wrestle with this topic, we have joining us the very es- expert, occasionally exasperating, and always exquisitely elucidating Mr. Brian Schub. Brian is a very renowned international trade guru who uh, runs Brian Schub Consulting and is author of the upcoming book, Winning at Going Global. Uh, and we'll introduce Brian to you and begin our rich feast of wit and wisdom in a moment. But as always, before we do dig into the feast, uh, let's take a look and set the table with a few useful utensils. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of the individuals within hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself, and that's the most important corporate body in your life. Will you today let your own mind run free and create where it will, or are you going to concentrate your creative eyes only on the competitors and where you stand in in their rankings? The choice is truly yours. Second, it's time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from 101 Best Business Quips. So, let's pull out the book here. Oh, okay, okay. This this is number 58. I, this is a great one. Uh, this company needs more independent, innovative leaders who strictly follow the company line that I dictate to them. Thank you, Mr. Micromanaging CEO. As an afterthought, uh, I, I just ask, do you... As a team leader, or um, slice, just slice up jobs for your employees and dish them out? Or are you brave enough to foster a little independent action, actions? Well, something to ponder. And our third utensil, perhaps due to today's weather, we should call this the chilled salad fork, uh, will give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Today, uh, before we leave the air, at the end, we'll give you another quotation. And we invite you to email us uh, who you think the author is. Just simply uh, put down the quote as best you remember and the name of the author and email that to info at bartsbooks.com. I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're right, we'll announce your name in the air. The author of last week's quotation which was vision without execution is hallucination, was uh, said by the man who brought light into so many of our lives, Mr. Thomas Edison. So now, utensils laid, let us dig into today's feast and allow me to introduce to you international trade expert, Mr. Brian Shue. Brian, how are you doing today? Very good, Bart. How are you? Oh, great. So glad that you could come here and join us. Um, Brian, you've been guiding companies uh, through the wilds of foreign commerce uh, with your independent consulting firm for how many years is it now? Oh, since 1995. So what is that, 18 years? uh, My God, yeah, we're coming up on on an anniversary within a year or so. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so you, uh, you must have had some amazing experience. 
you know, I was in Singapore, a huge conference this fall, with over 130 nations represented. And we're sitting back there knocking back Singapore slings and raffles bars, one should in Singapore. And one fellow says to me, you know, in the end, all national stereotypes really hold true. <laughs> and I was worried, what do you think? Is that so? Well, I'll tell you, I, have, I had an interesting experience a few months ago. I was uh, yeah. I, I've lately doing a lot of work with some French companies, and mm. uh, I had the opportunity to call to call a fellow in uh, in Paris, and uh, for the first time, uh-huh. and we're chatting, and he says to me, um, "I don't, I you know, I don't speak English very well, even though he seemed to be doing very well at his English." And I said, "No, no, I understand you completely." Yeah. He said, well, maybe we should wait for my translator. And I said, no, I'm fine with what we're doing. And he said, okay, and proceeded to rattle on in French for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> and I barely could <laughs> keep up with what he was saying. <laughs> no, no, you, you had exhausted his, his vocabulary in the first minute. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, they'll, they'll always be a France, right? I mean, thank God there's one. Thank and, goodness. Uh, oh, yes. It's... Uh, Anyway, uh, so you've, you've, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the, the cultural differences come into play. I, I, uh, you, you had talked, I remember at one point you talked about the differences in dealing um, with, with just, just crossing the Atlantic, just going into Europe. It's a, it's a different world. Yeah, you? I, think, we, we I, I, I think that's very true. I mean, there, there are some things that, you know, everybody puts on their pants one leg at a time. So there are some things that don't sure. change. But but what happens is people just have different uh, different priorities, different views of life, and that and that and that that shows up in all sorts of cultural differences. For example, um, in 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 some places, people are uh, here in the U- U.S. For example, we are we're very much all business. You know, we don't want to waste our time yeah. doing. Uh, you know, you know, doing anything outside of business other than getting our business done, and and in Europe they're they're much more relationship driven. They're much more interested in mm. in breaking bread and 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 you know having a glass of wine and 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 discussing things. Would you and, say, and sir, they're trying to discern the content of your character? Would that be? A... I th- I think that's very true. I think it's, it's exactly right. You know, they get the ca- they get your character, and if you if your character matches what they need, then then all the rest will work for them. Right, right. I uh, actually, there's a lot to be said for that. I, of course, the one thing that discerning character takes is time, and and that's something that we pretend we have very little of in the U.S. So, um, anyway, uh, I guess we should really sort of begin at the beginning. Um, what are, what are we really talking about here? When when we say going global for a company. I mean, my brother-in-law went to Iceland and discovered uh, only beautiful women, but not one cent of profit. So, so what what is going global? <laughs> well, I, I think... What, what do you mean by global? I think going global, is, there's really two aspects of it. One one is uh-huh. um, finding sources for, for your products or your raw materials for your products uh, outside of your borders. That could right. mean going to the source of whatever you of, of whatever it is you're looking for. For example, if you're if you're looking for diamonds, you might go to South Africa because that's where they come out of the ground. Um, right, right. How, however, however, 
you know, and, and so whereas, whereas today sitting in the U.S., it might be easier to buy diamonds from a diamond broker in Manhattan, nonetheless, you, mm-hmm. you might find you might find that, 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 you know, when you're interested in going, when you start to expand out and look beyond your borders, that you can, you can do much better than dealing, dealing with a broker locally. On the other yeah, side yeah, of that, so, okay. on, the, on the other side of that, the, the other part of going global is finding new markets for your products. Because now you're in a situation right, where right. you're now opening your opening your mind to the possibility of selling your products in other places, you know, beyond your backyard, and you know, many more right, customers, right. many much more profit, and all that happy stuff. Is do a lot of our uh, uh, we keep hearing, you know, that more and more companies are going global. Are a great um, percentage of American businesses uh, headed outside the borders? No, in fact, that's the bizarre thing. Going going outside the uh, less than one percent of the U.S. businesses, and there were about thirty million businesses in the U.S. Yes, uh-huh. less than one percent of them export. But at the no, same time, nearly seventy percent of the world's uh, purchasing power is outside the U.S. So we're so we're all missing this huge opportunity to be out there in, in and yeah, new markets. Is there- uh, is it that we just? Uh, is it that we're so big uh, a, a nation within ourselves that we just? Is, is it our? Um, I'm curious as to why so few. Uh, if if uh, certainly people must be aware that there's uh, that international markets are booming. Uh, you know. Well, That's you know, it's sort of interesting. We 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 have a kind of a unique view of the world from here. If you if you're sitting if you're sitting, <laughs> that's, that's a very kind way of putting it yeah yeah well <laughs> my pleasure <laughs> if you but if you're sitting in if you're sitting in Europe you know Sarah Palin used to say she could see uh, Russia from her front doorstep but but nonetheless right. if you're uh-huh. sitting in Europe you're you're literally uh, close to different markets in different countries. It's not a. It's not an yes, enormous. Yes, entirely drive. different cultures to boot. Right, and it's not an enormous distance to go from one to the other. Whereas here in the U.S., we have this. We have this vast country, pretty much uh, the same. Yeah, there are regional differences, but the regional differences are pretty small in the U.S. relative to the the difference between France and anybody else. Um, yeah, and, yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the difference between a buyer in South Carolina and a, and a buyer in Pennsylvania or or Bangor, Maine, really is nothing like the Italian versus the, the British market. Exactly, and so and so as a result of that, you know, businesses in the U.S. just it, it isn't in our it isn't in our DNA to be going across a border because we're because you know right, going right. to New going to New Jersey from New Jersey to Pennsylvania is not really going through across a border as far as we're concerned. But but yeah, but in, going to Texas now we're we're, we're well, talking about <laughs> very far distant country. That, that, I don't know. Somebody said that. I don't know where that came from. Texas thinks they're different. But, um, yeah. <laughs> did you know, i got to tell you, did you know when they were creating the Capitol building of Texas, they went in 
they went, they took a visit, the architect took a visit to the United States, uh, to, to Washington, D.C., saw how tall our Capitol building was, went back and went one, built one that was deliberately 15 feet higher. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> Texas in a nutshell. <laughs> Great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> life goes on. Yeah. If, um, you know, if, if someone is considering going global, uh, first, I guess, uh, we keep hearing because of technology and a lot of things, uh, that even small firms can can reach out, find the new markets, or find new suppliers. Um, is how how small? Do you have, is there is there a lower limit for for going global? Is there some sort of bottom end? Oh, I mean, can I be making all. money in, fact, in my underwear in my basement? In, in fact, in your underwear in your basement is the ideal place to do to be going global. At least nobody has oh, to really? look at you. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's, yes, I've been told I have a very good face for radio. Anyway, there you go. And, um, <laughs> but, um, but in fact, in fact, some of my customers are are very, very tiny. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I have a I have a client who uh, who is in, who take who imports a uh, a food product from from Israel, uh-huh. and they actually source right. the the raw material. It's it's, a, it's tahini, which is a component of uh, of hummus. And they source yeah, the, yeah, I've heard that. Uh, and they source the sesame the sesame sesame space product, and they source the sesame seeds mm-hmm. in Ethiopia, and the Ethiopians mm-hmm. then ship the sesame seeds to Israel, and they're manufactured in Israel and packaged in Israel and shipped to the United States. The, so, so here's a global company, right? They're, they're doing business in Ethiopia, yeah, in yeah. Israel, and and here in the U.S. All all that, and they're and the total size of the company is three women, one of whom is, is and I uh, bet, just I out bet of school. The prices that they're able to deliver to their customers are just exponentially better for for their bravery in reaching out. It, not only the prices, though, Bart. It's it's even more than that. It what it what it provides mm-hmm. is they can provide a, a degree of quality, and they can provide, and they're providing a product that. Um, that that's not really that it's that's kind of different than what's on the market today. Slightly different, you know. They they they've they've carved out a niche that makes them unique, and uh, and as a result of that, they they're enormously successful in a very tiny company. That's that's more that is a pearl of an example. That's so great. So I, with, I, I like to sort of hold that, and, and I hope everyone listening holds that and says, yes, yes, I can, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yeah. And if I'm saying yes, I can, uh, where, uh, as, as the entrepreneur or the uh, mid-sized company owner, where, where do I – give, give us a couple of steps to begin where I say, all right, I want to reach out to uh, – let's just start with markets. I, I want to reach out to a foreign market. Where, what – what do I begin? What are what are some of my first steps? I mean, I've got the idea. Now, what do I do? Well, one of the one of the challenges of reaching out to a to a new market out is that is that there are there are differences. There are language differences and cultural differences sure, that, sure. that that will get in your way. So the so the the advice, of course, is to find a country that's very similar to the one you're in. So if you're sitting in New Jersey right now and you and you you've decided that you would like to uh go reach out to a to a new uh, market in a new country the rec- my recommendation would be go to Canada 
Canadians are is Canadians that actually have the same traffic jams on bridges that we do, or, or what? They, no, not quite. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> they don't have Christie working for them, <laughs> but they but but at least Canada at least Canada has uh, shares a language. They they share more or less a common culture with the U.S. There are some there are some right, cultural right. differences, in, in, especially in French Quebec. But uh, mm-hmm. but having said that. It, it's easy to go to market in Canada because we have a free trade agreement. You can you can move product across the oh, across the yes. border without a problem. The language to, isn't very different. The culture isn't very different. So you can so so it's very it, it's a much easier to get started there than if you were going to go to some other other country where you would have to the face Tierra del Fuego. Right. Yes. Exactly. I mean, Tibet's a tough one, and well. I, I I think that's I'd like you to hold that. We want to go on a little bit with that. Okay. And I think the idea of baby steps is a good one. I think it's really good. Right. Uh, so, as much as I hate to interrupt you, we, we're coming on to the midpoint uh, of our show, and so I'd like to take just a brief break, if I may, to uh, introduce a few of the people who make our show impossible uh, possible. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Let's uh, grab a bit of a sorbet and, and uh, allow me to introduce uh, the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing. It's creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit them at bartsbooks.com, B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S, dot com, and explore a wide wealth of business tools. So, and so if you need a better business tool in your life or uh, go get uh, invest in a book you can't do any better or perhaps you are an authority already in your field and you need clients and peers to realize the expertise that you've got visit bartsbooks.com and find the best way to create a book or share your insights in a book where that's being built and get the uh, and give the uh, folks the tactics that uh, will set you up as an authority and one final th- final note if you enjoyed the business quip you heard today you can go to bartsbooks.com and subscribe and get them delivered free weekly to your door and uh, that'll teach you uh, anyway so uh, you can uh, you can even get a, a, copy, a copy of The Art of the CEO, which is the book that launched this show, and many other business tools. So now, let us get back to Brian Schub, uh, international trade expert, who is telling us a little bit about some of the first steps uh, in taking your company global. Brian, when you... Are, once you've sort of selected your place, what are some of the elements that you that I want to be looking at when I'm I say okay I'm going to go global I, I, I've found a, a a nation and a culture in which I could do it. What are some of the things I start looking for? Okay, well I I think that where you want to go next is you want to look at what sorts of regulations you're going to be up against. And and that's very hard to identify from where you're sitting, but for but for example, but for example, you know some countries restrict the content of the of the product that you're importing into their country. Some countries have specific some countries have specific labeling requirements that that you know you have to you have to actually 
match their label their label requirements, or you can't sell them. Oh yeah, yeah, right. A, a, a silly example. And I guess shipping of, possibilities too. I mean, the the, the same yeah. thing uh, with that. Right. Uh, you have to this restriction. Do, I guess you do. You need a custom. Do you, is is a customs uh, broker absolutely de rigueur? You've got to have it or not. I think the answer is nothing is nothing is a requirement, but God does it uh-huh. make it easier. <laughs> you know, ultimately, ultimately, you want it, you want this to be as seamless as possible, and you don't want to you don't want to yeah. just put yourself out there to get mashed up into little bits. I guess no one's forbidding you to use a quill a, a quill pen, but boy, that uh, a little right, laptop exactly. is a lot quicker. <laughs> it certainly is, and and so and so let's say so let's say you're 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 interested in what's going on in a you know, you pick the particular country you want to do business with. the The next place I would go is I would go mm-hmm. to the U.S. Commercial Service. The U.S. Commercial Service ah, is part okay, of the Department of Commerce. If, and if I just Google U.S. commercial commercial service, hello. Bart, did I lose you? on the council uh, is going to your regular council. Hold on, I think Brian is back here. Good. Glad to be and here we go. Brian? Yes, I'm here. Oh, good. You're here. Wonderful. Uh, I was, uh, this is, ain't technology grand? Don't you just love it? It works almost much of the time. When it, when and, it works, um, it's the Anyway, best you were ever. saying the U.S. commercial service. Uh, uh, yeah. How do I do I go to a website or what do I do? The the the, the website to go to is, is is very simple and easy to remember. It's called export.gov. Well, that's not, even I could do that. And <laughs> well, technology is a wonderful thing when it works. And yeah, so, right. <laughs> and so export export.gov is gives you a wide array of of services that the US Commercial Service provides. The US Commercial Service has People in every embassy in every U.S. embassy in the world, and oh, what those okay. pe- and what those people's job is is to pave the way for you to do business in that country, and so they will right. help you understand right. the regulations. They will help you to set up business partners on the ground. They'll they'll set up help you set up interviews mm-hmm. so you can meet business oh. partners. So they can actually find they can they can hand me a list of companies, huh? They can hand you a list of companies, which which they will vet for you, and they will they will they will give you a list of of, of qualified. They will tell tell you who's best qualified to help you. They're really a wonderful service. Wow, that's that's that sounds fabulous. That sounds yeah. fabulous. Um, I just uh, and and of course some some people. Do you have to? When I started doing business with India, 
I just figured out I really to do it well. Uh, to, to, I had to go there, and I went to see the people that I uh, was dealing with, the people around the company, and to get a feel of the culture. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how necessary is that? Oh, probably about fifteen. I don't think you can. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you can do without it. I think. I, agree. I think we got that one down. Right <laughs> yeah. I, I truly, it, it's truly critical when you it, when you're doing business uh, within your own your own country. There is a little more comfort level simply because you you know you you can you can you can. You can see what these people are doing. You can you you get more visibility into their business from where you're sitting. But when you start going overseas, if you're not if you're not meeting them and 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 making sure they understand your product and how to deal with your product, then um, the risks are just enormous that that things just won't work out. Yeah. Okay. I. Uh... That's. I want to ask you. I want to ask you uh, just uh, uh, two more, two more quick questions. Uh, okay. Uh, to move more ahead. Number one is uh, blunders. Do, uh, what What are some of the worst mistakes that you've seen? Give us one really bad blunder that that we can learn something from. Um. Well, one of the one of the biggest blunders that I've seen has has had to do with 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 financing with especially uh-huh. with okay. cur- with that was my second question issues. about banking so go ahead tell me what about yeah. financing what what do we well, need to do so what about financing the, but but about but about um currency exchange issues many right, times right. Uh-huh. many times when a when a business when when you start doing business in another country there there is an immediate uh district dis- Disjoint. I don't know what the word is between between you and and your and your business partner on the other side. They each of you right. want to do business in your own in your own currency. And especially yeah, yeah, when right, you're right. and especially when you're starting out, you know you want to do business in dollars, and you're and you're you're in Europe, sure, and you sure. want to do business in euros. And mm-hmm. and the biggest blunder you can make in that regard is to. It, is to kind of ignore the fact that there are currency differences, because if you tr- mm. if you try to do business in euros, and and you and you don't handle the conversion of dollars properly into euros, you can you can lose whatever yeah, yeah, profit yeah. you've 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 got into the into the uh, oh, product. To sure, the, the, I imagine the time fluctuations, just the sheer whether I buy it now or ninety days from now, could make a big difference. Right, and and the real problem is that you're not an expert in foreign currency. You're an expert in whatever no. your product is, so you don't have the facilities that the big banks do in order to make sure that your that your finances that you, you're not going to go uh, get killed in the market. Oh, Brian, we could. This is this is fabulous. In fact, we're going to have to have you come back and do a whole show. Just on on handling currency and choosing a right bank and so forth, we got to have you do that. But right, in perfect. the end, uh, so one, I'd like to like you to give us one more tool if you could, and that is if people are really seriously considering expanding their business abroad, how can they get in touch with that ideal resource, Brian Shoup Consulting? Well, Brian Shoup Consulting is reachable on my website, 
which is www.brianshub.com. Is that S-H-U-B-E? S-H-U-B-E. Thank you very much. And uh, and they can email me at brian, B-R-I-A-N, at com. Wonderful. All right. This is good. This is, this is all right. So hear that, folks. Uh, the whole message here is that uh, you can do it alone very, very stupidly, or you can get the help from people who've been through it all before, such as Brian and the U.S. Commercial Service and so forth. So check everything out. Take your st- take baby steps and take them wisely. Okay, thank you very much, and uh, Brian, I will say goodbye to you, and we'll give a little a, a brief wrap up, if we may, of the show. Thank uh, you, Bart. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, uh, it's been a wonderful half hour with you all, and uh, in the words of my wife's husband, I'd like to uh, just sum up the idea. Uh, as a final parting shot, that the key to wisdom is to never consider the source. Ideas swim among your eyes everywhere. And as a final quote, uh, uh, let's round out the show. Who said, in summing up of his company's view of its customers, who said, the public be damned? Write write your answer in to info at bartsbooks.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a privilege. I thank you. Good afternoon.